Good morning. Today is no. What's today? The ninth. It's the Wednesday. No, no, no. I meant the date. Oh, it's it's Wednesday, 29th. November 29th in the year of our Lord 2023, and this is Daybreak Live with the It's time to lift our hearts to Jesus. It's time to break some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible. I love to laugh. It's fun. Here we I go. Love to laugh. <laughs> As we lift up our hands, do you need us here? As we go.
God. That's a fun worship song. Old worship song. song, right? Who did that song? Newsboys. Whose song is that? Newsboys? Newsboys? Is it? We don't know. We're looking at Newsboys. I can hear the Newsboys. Is it the Newsboys or is it the Good Newsboys? I thought it was Newsboys, but... Newsboys, they're the band in that uh, movie God's Not Dead, right? Yeah, but it was the old news. The old news. That's a new. Oh, okay, okay. The new news. No, no, news boy. Welcome to our kitchen. Bob said, (laughs) Did I break up? Did I not get it? Bob said, Maybe you could pick a song that's really high tomorrow. They're not listening to you, Bob. They're not even listening. They're just in there talking amongst themselves. Ah, it's cold outside, isn't it? Maybe. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right. God is so good to us. I want to jump here and say hi to you guys. 19 degrees. Oh, wow. Yeah. How cold is it here? It's cold. What is the temperature? Let me tell you what it is right here. Hey, baby, it's cold outside. No, it's 30 now here, but it wasn't. It's it's. As the sun comes up, it's warming up. Well, good morning, all you saints. We're going to jump over here and get into Bible study. We're in the book of Proverbs. It's chapter 25. Huh? Chapter 25. We're starting with verse 16 today. And uh, 16, I put in the subtitle. That's what the subtitle some of you guys see. Now, this is on... uh, Broadcasting here on Facebook and there on YouTube, CWOW, and also on YouTube, the Nesbitt's page. Here, there, here, there. No, not everywhere. Just three places. But the subtitle is uh, that I that I punched in there today is too much of anything's a good thing, a bad thing. <laughs> I can't talk this morning. Too much of anything is not good, right? So Proverbs 25, 16, let's throw it on the board and get going. Lord, be with us as we study your word this morning, verse by verse. Be with us, Lord, and uh, speak to our hearts. In Jesus, Yeshua's holy, precious name, amen. The proverb is, have you found honey? Eat only as much as you need, lest you be filled with it and vomit. Too much. Hey, that's Bible. That's you say right. you can't say vomit on the air before breakfast. <laughs> before breakfast, uh, yes, you can. <laughs> and the point is, is honey is good. Honey is wonderful. Honey, there's healing properties in honey, right? Uh, as it gets into winter, I'm just waiting because Lisa usually, have you made it this year? She usually makes honey and garlic, right? She makes a, yeah, a thing of honey and garlic, and she used to, most years, she feeds that to me every day. Here, here's your spoonful of honey and garlic. And so that's good for your immune system. But too much honey is a bad thing. You know, sugar is good. Too much sugar is a bad thing. <laughs> fat on your steak is a good thing, but too much fat is a bad thing. <laughs> Too much of anything really is bad, and 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 I've just punched in uh, before daybreak today. I punched in on my on Google. I was like, "Too much of anything is bad," and I found a, an article 
in psychology today that was talking about how literally too much of anything is proven to be bad. It doesn't matter what it is. Too much of anything. Think about it. Sunshine is the life-giving force of the world. Right. But too much sunshine will burn you up. Right. Water, you can't live without water. Too much water, you'll drown. You'll drown, right. Amen. So that's pretty self-explanatory. We'll jump to 17. 17 says, Seldom set foot in your neighbor's house, lest he become weary of you and hate you. <laughs> okay. So can't help. We got friends. I won't name them. So, But <laughs> we got friends. I noticed a sign in their house. There's a sign in some of our wonderful, wonderful good friends' house. It's kind of a joke, I think. But it says, thank you for coming. Please leave by nine. <laughs> Look. Where did we get one of those? <laughs> the, um, I saw a doormat yesterday that said, uh, be a good neighbor, stay away. <laughs> <laughs> Seldom set your foot in your neighbor's house. Well, it was a custom, okay? In Bible times, it was a custom. Neighbors visited each other and it's a good thing for neighbors to visit each other but too much of anything can be bad you can't overstay your welcome and so the scriptures here says seldom set your foot in your neighbor's house don't wear your neighbor out now many of you i know as soon as i read this you're like i don't even know who my neighbor is well we need to get to know our neighbors you know this this is a a, a mission go for 2024 for the nesbitt house because we didn't make it on 2020. Because we didn't do it as good as we should. And we, we've talked to some of our neighbors, okay? And we know some of our neighbors. But where we live, we have new neighbors that's moved in. And, you know, it used to be when I was young, when I, I remember when we moved, I was nine years old, and we moved from Smith Branch Road, and Dad bought a 100-acre farm so that we could really get into the farming, right? And grow a lot more tobacco. But I'll never forget once we moved in, the neighbors, all the neighbors would stop by and they would say, hi, this is who we are. Uh, who are you? You know, we live up the road. Uh, if you ever need help, let us know. And, you know, back in when I was a kid, neighbors helped each other. Uh, matter of fact, uh, when I was growing up, you know, everyone killed hogs uh, and, and we all did it together. I, you know, the whole hollow Everyone that killed hogs did it together, you know, and I'll never forget, you know, all the, I would say the older sisters, the older ladies, you know, uh, would be rendering lard, they would call it. They'd be marking, making lard and all the men would be scalding the hogs. Now, we don't even eat pork anymore, but I grew up, you know, if you grew up in Middle Tennessee, we actually live in an area called Hogtown. That's, that's the nickname for where we live at Defeated Creek. It's called Hogtown. So, but the reality is, is neighbors work together. They helped each other. Everybody helped each other out, and you could count on your neighbor. Now, yes, we live in a different time, but we probably ought to get to know our neighbors better. But you can overdo it, and it says don't overstay your welcome so that you don't cause them to hate you. Yeah, and <laughs> so that's just wisdom. Is, um, <clears throat> Back in the day. You coming over? Yeah, I'm coming over. All right. Just for a second. Come on. Maybe. So back in the day, I was just reading about this uh, a little while ago because used to moms were stay-at-home moms for the most part. The majority of moms yeah. stay at home. And that is growing again. 
uh, in this culture today. So they used to have calling cards or a special time of the day because in the morning time, the mom was busy. You know, she was busy getting everything ready for the day and the family taken care of. Then they had the school hours, you know, for mm -hmm. the kids. And then so you had a visiting time. It was about two hours in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And that's when you would go and call on your neighbors. And it was really good. And you never went empty-handed. You always took like a little tea cake yeah. to share or something like that. Uh, and you had a, a little time of fellowship, mm -hmm. but it was two hours long. <laughs> and then you were gone because then... Because she's got to get ready to cook you supper, get right? Ready to cook. Yeah. The husband's going to be coming home. Everything's mm -hmm. going to be... Anyway, it was very well organized. It was very polite and civilized. Yes. And it was very good. Yes. You know. And I would say we have many on here that, that watch this that know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, because it's day. hard. Yeah. You know, it's hard. Now, if you want to set a, a four-hour play day with somebody, that's different. You have to yeah. do ahead, yeah. you know. Yeah. But uh, but typically, that was the way it was done. And it would not break my heart. I love to visit, mm -hmm. but I always get caught up. I have a hard time getting out of my house, and I have a hard time getting back. Yeah, once she leaves, it's hard to get her back home. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I'm like, how long are you going to be gone? Oh, I'll just be gone a few hours. And then I'm calling like, sun's going down. Where are you at, woman? Yeah, <laughs> All right. Uh, verse 18. So really that still goes in with the honey, okay? Too much of anything can be a bad thing. Okay, now we're in verse 18. So it's Proverbs 25, 18. A man who bears false witness against his neighbor. Still talking about his neighbor here. It's like a club, a sword, and a sharp arrow. Well, what is a club? Or what is a club for in their day? A club was an instrument of death, right? So was a sword, and so was an arrow. You know, they used arrows to kill their prey. So all of these are instruments of death. And, and basically, it's, you know, bearing false witness against your neighbor. Thou shalt not bear false witness is one of the Ten Commandments of God, right? This is this is high on the plate. The top two is love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. And so not bearing false witness against your neighbor comes right in with number two, which the Lord Jesus, Yeshua said, is the most important. On, on these two hang all of the laws of God. All of the laws of God come under these two. Love God and love your neighbor. So, so how do I love my neighbor? Well, I don't lie about him. I don't bear false witness. I don't gossip about him. I don't say untruths about him, right? Because to do so, it's, it's, it's like an instrument of death. It's not good. All right, verse 19, Proverbs 25, 19. Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a bad tooth and a foot out of joint. You ever had a foot out of joint? Boy, I have. I have. And Brandy, if you're watching this or if you watch this later today, you know what it's like to have an ankle out of joint, right? We hurt our ankle. You know, I broke my ankle was probably 2014, 10 years ago. You know, I was, I was uh, playing Throwing, not, I wasn't playing football, playing football, but just throw, tossing football with my nephews and stuff. And I stepped in a hole in the yard, yeah. kind of jogging, yeah. snapped yeah. my yeah. ankle. Man. Resurrection Sunday. That is bad. 
That is bad, you know. I, Brother Scott's broken a lot of bones in his life. Uh, none of them's good. Also, I've had a tooth out of joint. A bad tooth. <laughs> I mean, a bad tooth, a tooth out of joint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've had a tooth out of joint, yeah, too. There was a few joints you were in that I But a bad tooth, right? It's it's uh, confidence in an unfaithful man. Putting confidence in the wrong person is not good. It's like a bad tooth. It's like a, a foot that's out of joint. All right. Amen. Let's go to the next one. We're moving right along today. Verse 20. I have to move this. Here we go. Verse 20. Like one who takes away a garment in cold weather and like vinegar on soda is one who sings songs to a heavy heart. You know, this would go along with the, the Ecclesiastes understanding that there's a time for everything under the sun. And the heavy heart is one who is in sorrow. And in time of sorrow, it's not really fitting to sing for the songs of joy, right? That's the, the thought of this. It's an aggravation. It's an irritation. So vinegar and soda, that could be used. Um, you can use vinegar and soda to make... Uh, a volcano project, right? You put baking soda down in the uh, the thing that you made. You know, you put a lot of baking soda, then you pour vinegar in it, and it boils over. You know, makes it look like lava boiling over. It's an aggravation. Or, like Donna May, and it's 19 degrees up there where she's at, and somebody comes and takes her coat away. It's an aggravation. It's not good, right? That's really what this... Uh, I think what this is talking about is just an aggravation. It's not good. It, it's it's uh, it, it's there's a there's a right time for everything, right? There's a way you act at a funeral home. This different than how you act at a football game, right? Uh, there's there's just there's a time, there's a time, and it is wisdom to know times and seasons, um, and that's what speaking properly is all about, and. That's why we teach our kids. You don't act like that here. Okay? You don't, that ain't what you do. You dress like this. We need to get back to some of that. I mean, the culture we're in now doesn't seem to have reverence for anything anymore. Amen. Okay, 21 and 22. Now I'm going to read this, and uh, here's what it says If your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat. If he is thirsty, give him water to drink. For so you will heap coals of fire on his head, and the Lord will reward you. Okay, anybody, anybody, did you know that was in Proverbs? Yes. I bet a bunch of you did not know that was in Proverbs. You're like, oh, that's in Romans chapter 12. Yes, it is. Verse 20, the Apostle Paul, uh, matter of fact, let's just jump over there and read it. The Apostle Paul is teaching. Uh, this is the book of Romans. The book of Romans itself is like a mini Bible. It's like a, it's like an entire Bible shrunk down. It's like a snapshot of all of God and his work with the people all, all in one little book here. But he says, I'm going to start in verse 17. Paul is teaching the saints at Rome. Okay, Gentiles, uh, 
pagans. People are believing and coming into the faith. And Paul is saying, now that you come in, now that you're followers of the Lord, you don't act like you used to act, okay? He says in verse 17, repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends upon you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourself, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. And then he says, Therefore, and then he quotes this proverb that we just read. And uh, if your enemy is hungry, right, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. So it's just cool to realize that not only Jesus, but also the apostles used the Proverbs. They used the Holy Scriptures as they're teaching the early church, the infant church, we would say, the early church. And as they're teaching them how to act, what does it mean now to become a follower of Jesus, a follower of Yeshua, a follower of the rabbi from Galilee? What does that mean and what does it look like in our life? Well, it doesn't matter who you used to worship, the Roman gods, the pagan gods of the Greeks, it doesn't matter. Now you worship the one true God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and his only, one and only son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. Now you worship him, and so now you live a different way. Now you change. You don't exact vengeance, you know. You, you, as much as lies within you, you live peaceably with all men. Now, Romans 13 goes into the... Uh, <laughs> Romans 13. Mama's walking over here. She's, she's pulling my thoughts off over here. Romans 13 goes into how a government acts. And so we're not talking about a government, you know. Governments are set up, and you know we have police officers. We have justice systems we have things set up and they become uh those who execute vengeance on evildoers but we are not supposed to be jury and judge we leave vengeance to him and that's that's why we want to have and try to have godly government structures set up godly courthouses and that's why we have leadership in communities to take care of things like that. That's right. And that was something I was noticing in our community recently is that really so many of us have gone inside our walls and dealt with our own culture, our own uh, society, rather than storming the gates of hell. Anyway, as the light goes into the buildings and the groups of people who believe and we only shine on each other instead of shining in the world. The darkness is creeping in yeah. quickly. Yeah. So, you know, consider running maybe for an office. Maybe yeah. Maybe getting involved in community things. Yeah. Amen. You know, because as at the leaders is what's going to determine the culture. Amen. 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 All right. So. Jesus taught these same things as well, you know, uh, love your enemies. And so we're reading Proverbs as part of the New Testament. It's part of the culture of the believer. So 
Praise God. I guess that will conclude our day today. Thank you for being here for this Bible study this morning. Um, let me look at just a few comments here at the end. Amen. Yeah. Thank you. Let us know about anyone who needs prayer. Oh. Well, yeah, Will Jean's mama needs prayer. Will Jean in Haiti, he needs prayer. Uh, lift up his mama. She's having a hard time. My mother could use some serious prayer. My mother. And those taking care of her, my sisters. Uh, that's where Megan is, by the way. Megan is, she stayed the night with mom last night. And uh, it's a handful when when your loved ones are sick, you know. And so, uh, so yeah, we, we could use prayer. Uh, we need to remember to pray for the wars that's going on in the world. Remember to always pray for the innocent. Amen. Well, you're welcome, Bob, and thank you, brother, for your blessing and your faithfulness of always being here. And I, I just praise God that you guys, you know, we've been doing this Bible study. I was looking back. We've been doing this Bible study for quite a while. And uh, it's it's like, it's still got some people that want to have Bible study. And so I want to thank you for being here because there'd be no reason for me to be here if you wasn't here and if you didn't want to tune in and study the Word of God together. So... Love you guys. Let's pray for Joyce. Frank says Joyce needs prayer. Joyce needs prayer? Okay. Uh, this is Brother Frank. You see Frank, the name Frank on here, his wife, Joyce. We're going to lift her in prayer right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, Yeshua, we lift up Joyce to you. Uh, you know the need. You know the, you, know, you know the problem. You know what the prayer needs to be about. We just lift her to you, ask you to touch her, draw her to yourself, help her, comfort her, bring healing to her, whatever is the need. Lord, touch my mama and touch Will Jean's mama. And Lord, uh, send your beautiful angels, Lord, and surround all of these in the name of Jesus, our King. Amen. All right, let's say the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. All right, saints, you stay warm today. Lord willing, we'll see you in the morning. Bye, guys.